Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, so we're back at it again, a little late this week. Uh, real life, sometimes she's a monster. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you are new here, welcome. This is a witchy podcast. Uh, don't be an asshole. If you aren't new here, hello again. Um, today we are looking, taking a deep dive into Isis. The goddess. The goddess, not the something else flower i don't think there's a flower called no i'm thinking of iris yeah it's like a terrorist organization (laughs) oh shit i didn't even think about that we are not talking about that is literally so far outside of my mind egyptian goddess isis yes yes we are anywho uh if you would be so kind as to like this video comment below share and subscribe uh if we're pronouncing something wrong please feel free to let us know yeah if you are watching this on youtube if you're listening to this on your podcast network of choice thank you for listening tune in these come out every uh every couple of weeks and um please leave a review because that's how we know what you think about the thing that we're doing or just jump over to youtube and leave us a comment there and subscribe there and do all that kind of stuff so if you want to look at our faces youtube if you don't want to look at our faces i understand uh, <laughs> that's mean um uh you know whatever we're everywhere if we're not on a podcast thing that you want uh, uh call tell me go to fucking yeah. any of our stuff our social media is my social media is nerd jive her social media is at goddess jewels and you can find us pretty much everywhere on yeah we're, we're pretty much everywhere or go to nerdjive.com slash links to get access to all that sort of stuff um i don't think that I introduced us yet i'm john norgrove this is julie norgrove hey Hi. that came late <laughs> uh and uh if you want to support future endeavors like this um uh follow go over on patreon and, and patronize us over there we get uh, the Horn and Cauldron podcast coven tier gets uh, access to the book Shadows pages, uh, which has the uh, notes for what we're talking about, as well as the spells and complete list of correspondences and access to our Discord. Discord. Thank you. I can yeah. remember what that's called. In my mind, I just see the picture and I don't think so much about it because I use Discord on my yeah. cell phone and not on my desktop. Um, <laughs> mostly because I don't really understand Discord. I don't. I don't know, man. It's I'm okay. Just, I'm old I understand it. Or something. And I'm, in Discord, we can chit chat about, about whatever. We can hang out. We're happy to mentor. Yeah. Or just answer questions, answer questions. Or, or bloody whatever you want. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, if you want to support more creative, fun shit like that, then hit us up on Patreon. What's up, our Patreon patrons? How you doing? Yeah. Um, thank you for thank you for uh, being you for doing that for, thing. for being patrons and helping us out. We appreciate it. It helps us do this thing a little bit better each time. Yeah, a little bit easier, a little bit better. Like these new upgraded lights, if you're looking at us. Uh, Stay tuned if you're only listening to us. Soon we will be upgrading the audio. Um, We've like, I've finally done enough research to like make some decisions on audio equipment. Let me tell you what, that is not a fucking flat curve. Um, (laughs) That is complicated. And I work for a brewery real life. So I don't have that science down. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't understand a bunch of shit, so I ask for help. That's what I do. But, uh, yeah, so let's just get right into it. I'm pretty certain I'm done with all the intro stuff, and you guys are done listening to me blab on. That's not what you're here for, so... No, but it is different every time, so it's so, always fun for me so that to hear Egyptian what flower. you're going to be saying. 
to hear what you're going to be saying in the beginning because it's always wildly different every yeah. time. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty yeah. fantastic. It's not the same as the stuff I do for our regular. Our YouTube channel is Nerd Jive. It's not the the intro that I like engineered and have been repeating for like five years of YouTube. So I just don't know what to say. Yeah, when we've we only start. been doing this for like uh, I don't know nine months. Yeah. So I just I just don't know what the start is. And every time I sit down here after I press record on the camera, I'm like, shit, how do I say this? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. different every time. Uh, welcome to Earth. Yeah. Or welcome to our deep dive series yeah. where we, where I, we look into the history and connections and magical practices behind different gods and goddesses throughout different pantheons. Yeah, or, or, or types of practice or things or whatever, yeah. man. Right so, now, yeah. We, yeah. It's so, mostly gods and goddesses right now, but it's kind of everything. So yeah. let's let's yeah. get into it. Whomst is Isis? So Isis is um, who you would consider the mother or the queen goddess of the Egyptian pantheon, and she's considered to be the goddess of pretty much everything when you look into does, it. Does the Egyptian pantheon have a name, by the by? You know how like the Greek pantheon is called the Olympians, uh, and like the Norse pantheon is call the... it like Kemetic pantheon probably oh they don't have like a name for their group of gods not not necessarily not n not from a historical point of view, no kemet would be would be the closest that you would have for something like that yeah but you wouldn't call somebody you wouldn't call a group of stuff a kemet uh well they're the kemets yeah they would be the, the kemetic yeah kemetic yeah so okay so they don't have not not really. No. Ah. Um, and honestly, most pantheons don't. It's just the, the Greeks that kind of do. The Norse so, do. Oh, yeah, but there's the like a whole bunch of different kinds of Norse. The Egyptians just sort of have like gods and heroes and demigods. It's all pretty standard stuff across. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. um, Isis is pretty much the can be considered a goddess of basically everything. She's sort of like an all-purpose goddess. So um, she's traditionally considered to be the goddess of magic, divination, fate, wisdom, healing, childbirth, rain, water, like think about the Nile flooding there, um, harbors, the earth, the sky, and she also guided souls to the afterlife. Uh, she is considered to be the ultimate mother goddess figure and was considered the mother and wife of kings and pharaohs, which is what made them uh, sort of chosen by the gods. Mm. Uh, and some sects and some uh, authors and uh, scholars can credit her as being the creator of the universe and even civilization itself. Uh, in fact, Plutarch, like an ancient Roman Greek guy said uh, that Isis is worshipped by all the world under who's, different who, forms. Who's listening to us and doesn't know who Plutarch is? <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody doesn't. Oh, if you don't know um, who Plutarch is, just comment below. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. What's up? Yeah. So um, he said that Isis is, this is a quote, worshipped by all the world under her different forms with various rites and by manifold names. Uh, and he did write this right around the time that, like, I guess you could say Isis fever was really hot in Greek and Roman Isis times. Isis fever, so hot. 
Uh, she was really widely worshipped throughout a giant chunk of the Mediterranean. And we'll talk about that later. Sure, yeah. But um, the Greeks and Romans got very enamored of Egyptian um, gods and goddesses and their religion and took a lot of that into their own, um, very specifically like the Romans did. And it sort of exploded <clears throat> where um, Isis kind of like does everything. Um, so the way that Isis looks, she's usually shown wearing a headdress that resembles a throne or a sun disc framed in cow horns and uh, and sometimes a tiny little throne on top. She has a chair on her hat? A tiny chair on her hat. Well, that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, she's the I mean, goddess of thrones also. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't no, play the game of thrones. I don't know. She it's, is the throne. A tiny chair as on your hat is very... Um, it's very like uh, those those silly uh, horse race hats. Remember yeah, when we did yeah, those silly horse like race that. hats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup of noodle horse race yeah. hat. And a lot of the reason why she's shown with these different things either depends on the aspect of Isis that whoever the artist or author is playing towards or the time frame in which um, the thing itself was done. So Isis has been worshipped for a long time and yeah. as time's going on when hats were cool thrones on hats when hats were cool <laughs> like veils yeah. and suns and shit uh, now sometimes she also um has a head of a cow that is um one of her one of her forms yeah uh, but most of the time you'll see that she has the throne or the sun disc with sometimes the throne on top being framed in cow horns and she also very commonly has wings or um sort of like arm capes that indicate that they are wings. Yeah. 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 Uh, and she carries a variety of different things, again, depending on who and where is worshipping her and when. Uh, most commonly, she carries an onk in her hand or a sistrum, which is actually a musical instrument that looks a lot like an onk, so that makes it easier. Um, a uh, citula, which is sort of like a ritual jug that you would put water, like blessed water or milk or something like that in yeah. um, for religious rites specifically. Um, a sista, which is a ritual basket, same idea as the jug, just for not liquid stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a mantle with a... Or at least inefficiently for liquid stuff. <laughs> and a mantle with a large knot on her chest. A mantle being like, um, kind of like a, a, a cape, a cloak almost, that has like very... Like um, Flavor Flav? But with a, instead of a clock, it's a, it's a knot? Well, um, kind of, yeah. 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 She's the flavor flavor of Egyptian yeah. goddesses, guys. I'm just putting this out there as a concept. Because <laughs> if you ask me what rapper would wear a hat, a hat that had a chair on it, that answer is definitely flavor flavor. I mean, I'll give you that. So I'll I'm just flavor flavor is the ISIS of rappers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know how he would feel about that. But, I, you know. I don't um. care what flavor flavor would feel about <laughs> literally anything at all. Yeah. On, yeah. I don't even know if he's actually still alive. If we're gonna be completely frank. So as Rome conquered the world and their influence became greater, more Hellenized accoutrements happened. Um, so that kind of blended her into Greek and Roman life a bit more. So in those statues, you will see Isis with her foot resting on a celestial sphere, like a like a planet, indicating that she sphere. created yeah. the cosmos. Um, you can also see her wearing a veil, and sometimes when she's wearing a veil, you don't see her face, or you see only very few features of her face. Yeah. And typically with those, she has like a lion's or sphinx's or griffin's like 
paw slash claw as a hand. And that is usually when she is um, considered a goddess of life. And this particular imagery was actually very popular in France during the, um, during the French Revolution. She okay. was considered a uh, sort of a, a mother figure there, and um, in a in a sense, y using um, imagery of ISIS or invoking ISIS was sort of like something that all the cool revolutionary people did. Yeah, um, what the cool kids were doing. Yeah, it's what the cool kids were so doing. So hot right yeah. now. Uh, and also in many royal inscriptions, specifically Egyptian ones, but also you see this some in, in Roman ones. She is shown nursing either her son Horus or she is shown nursing the pharaoh, whoever the pharaoh is, as part of her mothership type of aspect. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally. And that's not just in images, but also in statuary. Uh, and it's actually quite interesting because there are not a lot of um, a very particularly ancient, but also like as, as a modern person, I can't really think of many religious statues that have like breast feeding as a thing in, in one of their statues and um, part of this I is because statuary. I feel like art like, I feel like a lot of art got breastfeeding you do have some of that when you by look, relative comparison to statuary yeah, when you obviously. look at like Virgin Mary but you really don't really I see don't. much of that and it would have been very, very uncommon back in yeah. ancient Greek and Roman times. Uh, and that's primarily because women in, in ancient Egypt had a greater social and societal status than women in Greek and Roman yeah, areas yeah, did. Yeah. So boobies they enjoyed a lot shit more out of freedom. Normies, dude. Let me tell you what. You got boobies out? Unacceptable. Yeah. Dude, boobs? Totally okay. As a fat guy, my dude boobs. Free. <laughs> But, but yeah, people are all weirded out about boobies, especially in like art and shit, man. Let me tell you what, it's a weird time. Yeah, it's a people, weird people fucking have very time. specific people feelings People are real about scared that. of boobs. Guys, yeah. they're not coming for us. There's not a boob agenda. Well, there might be a boob agenda, but whatever. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, as I mentioned before, Isis has been worshipped for like a really long time. And she was first mentioned in art and texts dating back to the old kingdom which which took place from 2600 to 2100 BCE so that's about and a little bit more than 4000 years ago that she was first mentioned uh, so there's been a lot that she's sort of evolved through over time and back then she was primarily considered a mother and underworld goddess with her associations with Osiris and with Horus yeah now, as time went on and we progressed through the ages of Egyptian history, when we get to the New Kingdom, which was from 1550 to 1070 BCE, so now we're looking at about 3,000 years ago, she took on additional traits, uh, both physical and religious, that originally came from other goddesses, such as the cow side of things, both with the cow horns and the sun disc, as well as adopting a cow head coming from Hathor, as well as a variety of other more minor Egyptian goddesses. She took a lot of things on from them. Yeah. Not so much other cultures from here, but as time went on, that definitely happened. And she collected more traits and more followers, and she was very popularly worshipped in Rome and Greece and pretty much I get the it. whole you gotta collect stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> Isis, the name that we're using and her most common name, is actually her Greek name. The Egyptians usually called her Aset or Iset, which means throne. Remember the throne hat yeah. thing? Um, Named after the shit on your hat. Sad times. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, Isis also had other names based on purpose. And we talked a little bit about this kind of thing when we did our deep dive for Aphrodite because this was very common for Mediterranean um, deities to have like sort of different <laughs> for facets. Hi for hyper ancient Mediterranean deities that have come and gone into and out of not only popularity, <laughs> but like god traits. You're yeah. like, listen, I know that her name is like Chair and that like she's like a mom, but also maybe she's in charge of magic and people are like, we got nothing else, so let's do and it. And they were like, and somebody right? was like, what about boats? And they were like, yeah, they're sure, like, Who's boats. the goddess of boats? And somebody was like, Isis. And they're like, okay, who's the goddess of taking people to death? And they're like, also Isis. They're like, all right, um, we got magic. We got we got chairs uh, and they're just like just put ISIS down for all of them just fill yeah. it's like somebody filled in it's like if you've ever taken a uh, one of those multiple, multiple choice you're tests C every and and, time. and like you answered the questions <laughs> well it's not that you answered C the whole time it's that you answered the questions that you knew right because like if you don't know like it's timed so if you don't know the answer just like go to the next one circle back right and you circle back and you look up at the clock and you're like wow I don't have enough time to do any of this. <laughs> okay, well, sounds like fucking C is definitely the answer to these extra 27 problems, <clears throat> right? Yeah. They're just like, where do you want to put this magic stuff? And you're like, ISIS isn't up to anything right now. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> you <yeah>. know. <laughs> so um, she has she has a lot of other names based on her purpose, and not just epithets. Like um, one of Isis's epithets is the Queen of Heaven, but this is like an actual name that you can use. Yeah. So some of the more common ones um, the plume, as it were. are Isis. So you would always have Isis at the beginning. So it would be Isis Ament was the underworld Isis who ruled over death and who guided Osiris and other dead to yeah. Duat, which is their version of the afterlife in the underworld. Isis Anket was the fertility aspect, both for the people fertility, but also for the land fertility, because it was really very seamless when it came to fertility back then. Um, she also was called Isis Fortuna or Isis Tyche, which is more of a Greek and Roman epithet. And um, that was her being the goddess of luck and fate. And she was typically ho shown holding a rudder, like a boat's rudder, and yeah. holding a cornucopia. So that's like, uh, that's like, you know, following your path, you know, forging a path and also abundance. She, um, if you were looking for agricultural type of uh, assets, you could also call her Isis Kekhet. Uh, or if you're talking about New Year Isis, which uh, at the time this comes out, we're right about the time of ancient Egyptian New Year. Um, yeah. Yeah? Okay, yeah. shit. I didn't um, know that. Which kind of coincided with, with the Harvest Festivals. Yeah, I'm going to look up so, Egyptian New Year. Uh, so that was Isis Kut. Uh, which is the light bringer who blesses each year. Uh, if you're looking for the motherhood and childbirth and mother side of things, you're looking at Isis Lactans. Uh, and for her water aspects, which became much greater as time went on, along with other things, that is Isis Pelagia or Isis Feria, which is more of a Greek and Roman side of things. And she is typically shown in that 
as having a billowing cloak. Like imagine she's standing on the Titanic and sure. she's got the cloak behind her. So she's got a ton more, but these ones are just like some of the basic interesting ones. But some of them also combine her name with other gods and goddesses from that area. Like Isis, Fortuna, and Tyche were goddesses of luck and fate in Egyptian and Roman pantheons. Yeah. And you also saw her um, paired with Aphrodite. So yeah. you would also see Af it, it Isis almost, Aphrodite. It almost feels like because Isis not only is the word throne, but because she wore a hat made of thrones, um, I can't. I love it so much. Just, yeah. In my mind, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, it's like the fractal entropy of thrones. It's just like an infinite number of, of thrones collapsing backwards yeah. through space-time. But that's because I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, it it's almost feels to me like the word Isis is more of a title than, like, actually the name of a person. And then, like, history has kind of forgot the separations and made a person of the title. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just because she's like, what, what is this? What is this? Death Isis? We got a name for that one. It's different than regular Isis. What do we, we got different name for bloody water Isis and for like fortune Isis. Don't worry about it. You know, that kind of a thing. Okay. So yeah. Off subject entirely about Isis. Egyptian New Year is the first day of the month Tut, which coincides approximately with September 11th. Yeah. in our modern calendar. And their year is split into 320-day seasons, which well, is... Uh, 320 which is... days, but... No, no, no. Three 120-day oh. seasons. Yes. Yeah, and they not also 320 had, days. Yeah, they also had 30-day <laughs> months, but the ancient Egyptians were, uh, were also aware that that wasn't enough to make a solar year. So at the end of the new year, what they would do is they would have lantern festivals. They had five typically yeah. days of lantern festivals where you just had like lanterns yeah. and candles and stuff burning all I, the time. I, I, this is what I think we should do. Uniform everything 360 days in a year, the extra five and a half days or whatever the heck, right? Like five days, five days, five days, and then six days. What we do is, is those five days, those are just don't count days. Everybody stay home. These days don't <laughs> count. What do you want to get in a car? None of that shit. Just ambulances and fire trucks. Like it's, it's I think just, that's how we get the purge. I think that's how I'm we not, get the purge. I'm, no purge. Crimes are still crimes. Nobody supports a purge. That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm saying that we should have a global mandatory chill the fuck out five day period where it's like, oh, hey, what are, what are you going to do for these next five days? You're going to sit down and calm the fuck down. Yeah. Everybody could probably bear five days of chilling the fuck out and like having big old barbecues with their family and just be like, be like a chill boy for like five days, chill boy. Yeah. Right. We tell you at the beginning of the year that it's going to happen. You can plan that shit. You're not allowed to work. You're not, you're just allowed to be relaxed. Relax yeah. five days. That's my that's my vote. When I when I become president of the United States of America, <laughs> three hundred and sixty days in the year, five five days or six days depending on the year. Chill days. Those days don't count. Nobody can do nothing. Yeah, that's that's my vote. Except for like dope people, and those dope people are like doctors and firemen and such. Um, but like we'll give them bonus shit, so don't worry about it. They'll get like extra days off and like care packages and shit. 
Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Isis's festival days because she had many uh, as we go on. Okay. But I want to talk about her a little bit briefly for a little bit longer just so we can kind of get like a feel for her. Uh, but I want to touch back on the Isis Aphrodite thing because I think it was... I, I have seen these statues before and never really understood. Yeah, it's Isis Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah. So the Isis Aphrodite <laughs> is her fertility and sexuality side of things. Sure. But those are the statues where she's a woman in a dress and she's holding up the dress to show her hoo-ha. And that is oh, Isis yeah? is Aphrodite. That the, is that the podcast term we're going to go with is bloody hoo-ha? I, yeah, we can go with hoo-ha. Yeah? Or we I can mean, I guess with... they're not okay with strong vagoobs. So. I feel like... I feel like we could probably go with Yoni, but I, just, I don't. I don't. I, don't I feel like I don't smell I'm enough like patchouli to be using that. Word. I feel like I'm probably going to use the word vagoob. Gross. Yeah, vagoob. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I love that word so much, but it's just it, you say it all the time. It's it feels right in the mouth. Yeah, you, the say, it, you say it all the time. Uh, as yeah. it were. So Isis was the child of. Oh, we're just going to skip yeah, me making gonna, jokes about the word gonna, family. We're just going to go. Yeah. Right is she the t the Dominic Toretto of Egyptian <laughs> gods? Because she cares so much about the families. Um, I'm sorry, what? we're done. We just we have to In leave way, family, yes, or I'm gonna, gonna make Dominic gonna Toretto stop. jokes for hours. Yeah, we're just gonna glaze right <laughs> over that. So Isis was the child of Geb, who is the god, who is the earth god, and Nut, who is the sky goddess. So together they had Isis. Nephthys, Set, and Osiris. Right. And Osiris also was her husband. So yeah. we're seeing... We, Egypt that's was, pretty common. Egypt was weird. That, let's like, not, sister, husband, let's not, let's not or sister, wife, focus brother, husband kind yeah. of thing, especially in the Mediterranean. Very, very common there. Yeah. Um, and so Isis had a few consorts, but really they were just different versions of Osiris. So Osiris, her husband, also turned into Min, which is a fertility god, who was sort of like a mishmash of a bunch of different Egyptian gods, but that got kind of that kind of happened as the Romans took over and sort of did their thing there, um, as yeah. well as Emunkamutef, who was a sun god, and this one is just sort of pops up in in a variety of different places, uh, but is primarily associated with Osiris. So it's yeah. not like he went to the underworld and she was like cheating on him. It's more along the lines of Osiris had many faces, much like Isis had many faces. Yeah. Um, so her. This isn't her origin story, but this is probably the most popular story about Isis. So, and that is the story of how Osiris came to be the god of the underworld, essentially. So, Isis and Osiris were were married and they were happy. And Set was jealous, their brother Set was jealous of this union. So he imprisoned Osiris in a coffin. Uh, depending on the source, he either killed him first and then put him in the coffin, or he suffocated him by putting him in the coffin alive. <laughs> and then he threw the coffin into the Nile River. Isis grieved, like a lot. And like super loud, like wailing, grieving. and like super loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the best way I've ever heard grieving quantified. Yeah. Hey, you know what? She's grieving a lot, but it's very loud. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Is there's it there's stuff? lots of references to the loudness of her to the crevitude. loudness of her grieving and describing it as wailing. Um, that's, yeah, that's, grieving is the right word. Yeah. So um, when Isis kind of got over the initial grief, she went to go find his body. 
so that she could bury him with the proper honors and respect that he deserved. Shit. So she found his body in the coffin and she brought it back and then she hid it because she was like, Set's still going to be mad. So I don't want him to know that I have this. But then Set found the body and he was very mad. So he chopped it up into 14 pieces and he flung them across the ancient Egyptian world. So Isis then searched to find the pieces to put him back together again. And she found all but one. I will give you a I guess. I can't put uh, All I can think of is the Metal Metalocalypse song sewn back together. I mean, yeah, that's um, kind of it. Wrong, which, which is wrong. They sew him back together wrong. So that's clearly, I guess not what's happening, but a little bit because they forgot. Uh, clearly the um, tower card of this particular individual, if you know what I'm picking up. The what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The what? Yeah, you heard me. The tower the card. What? The tower card. <laughs> yeah. Orientation is important here in my hand symbols. The the eggplant? We will accept eggplant emoji. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to keep it on brand because we're in a witchy podcast, yeah. but yeah. dang. We'll, we'll go with eggplant emoji. Yeah. So yeah. she couldn't find that one, and that's because when set through it, it like landed in the mouth of a crocodile. And a Fuck crocodile yeah. ate it. Of course it did. <laughs> so she it's was rough. like, well, I guess I have to make a new one. And with Isis's magical powers, she made a new one out of a variety of materials, depending on what source you're looking at. Mm. And and, uh, brought him back to life. Yeah. And when she did, for safety they... reasons, platinum grade silicone only. She none definitely... of that plastic. None of none of that plastic shit, guys. Be responsible out she there. Definitely did not use platinum grade silicone. I'm just telling you, that's important. None <laughs> yeah. of it was platinum grade silicone. Do, do, do. The more you know. That's yeah. This is our moment of the more uh... you know from me, the guy who interrupts <laughs> the flow of fucking logic in this podcast. So. So she brought Osiris back to life, and when she did, they conceived their son Horus and Osiris basically was like okay well I guess I'm dead so I have to go to the underworld now so he went to go rule the underworld while Isis and Horus remained above and Isis was pregnant at this time so she her story continues on with a variety of different things and kind of like the second most popular one is uh, a story about how she is trying to get help as like a pregnant woman or with like a newborn baby, depending on the time frame of the story. And um, she's like scorpions on people. All right, we're back. Uh, so Isis sick scorpions on people. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Seems fair. So that's another interesting sometimes story, which get, we won't really talk about here. Sometimes but you gotta get scorpion. There's some uh, pretty interesting. I she's, who did, who she's did you crafty. piss off? Who did you piss off? Why she sick scorpion on you? Um, like a like a like a rich mom who didn't want to help her. Yeah, no scorpions. Yeah, she she basically sicked some scorpions on what was an ancient Karen. Um, so yeah. <laughs> switching gears to the worship of Isis. Um, throughout time she's been a very important part of funeral rites and in particular she protects the dead from the dangers of the afterlife which is called the duat um, and she is also a part of a, the divine council that judges a soul's merit you know that's the the heart feather thing scales yeah the scales with the heart and the feather yeah yeah uh and she was included in funeral ceremonies and in uh art she was usually either depicted as a mourning woman or as a bird which the particular type of bird is called a kite uh and that's 
primary kite bird. Yeah, a kite yeah. bird. So the kite has a cry that is very similar to what the Egyptians considered was a wailing woman. Wow, um, that is awful. Yeah, like awful a grief stricken wailing woman. Yeah. Uh, and also Isis's Tiet amulets were uh, placed on the dead to shield them from harm. And a Tiet uh, amulet is... Say the word Tiet here? What's going on? T-Y-E-T. Tiet. Uh, so they're, they kind of look like an onk, but with like long flappy arms instead of like straight out arms. Uh, and it is... Like a winged onk, one could say? No, not really. Because the cross braces wings? No. Definitely not. It's like a little bit like the Ankh doing like a droop. Oh, it just curves down. Yeah, that's close enough. If you're mm. not sure, go ahead and Google it. You can Google Tiet, T-Y-E-T amulet to see what that looks like. Yeah, and it's also the, uh, there's also the type, it's also the type of um, knot that was included on her mantle, the Isis knot. Wow. Uh, so it wasn't until about the first millennium BCE in uh, about the New Kingdom oh, that Isis became oh. one of the most popular deities in Egypt. Do, do yourself a favor. Google the Tiet, T-Y-E-T, because it is a sad onk. I told you, it's like a droopy onk. I know, I know you said droopy, but I was expecting like a little bit of droop, and this is full-blown... Egg, raw egg on a nail. Yeah, drink. it's all the way. This through. is just like a it's like a sad boy onk. I've never seen this before, and um, and I just want to hug it. It's a protective amulet. It wants <laughs> to hug so you. So um, So I love it. So in the in in the first millennium BCE, um, they have discovered literally hundreds of thousands of amulets and statues made of Isis in a variety of different things. And yes, some of them are the Tiet, John's new favorite amulet. Um, she was also um, featured in many household paintings in Roman Egypt, uh, which is typically the northern part of Egypt um, near Alexandria. Uh, and it was very common to have paintings in your house at those times to you know, show the deities respect and to show who you worshiped and, and that sort of thing. So she became, she just like exploded in popularity once the new kingdom kind of came around. Um, but what's interesting about Isis, um, and you find something similar with many ancient religions in the Mediterranean, but not as much when you go outside of that, is that you didn't need to exclusively worship her. Even to be a priest or priestess of Isis, you did not need to exclusively exclusively worship Isis. So it was actually a fairly common thing for priests and priestesses to be a priest or priestess of Isis as well as other deities. So they're kind of had like several part-time jobs as it were. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had a bunch of part-time jobs. You would expect her, uh, her, her people to have one also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and some of her temples were dedicated to specific aspects of Isis as well. Um, she was worshiped at a ton of temples and it was, um, in, on the Egyptian side of things, typically her idol was, was like, hidden in a room. So if you were to go to the Temple of Isis in Egypt, um, you would not see her statue. That was something that yep. only the most pure, the priests and priestesses could see. But that was not common in Roman and Greek societies. It's like so... an ancient three-dimensional Where's Waldo. 
Um, no, you only you don't get to only you don't get. Oh, to you don't get wall, to see though. it. Okay. Yeah, you're just like basically not, in a waiting. We're not room. cool enough to see it. Yeah, you'd just basically be in a waiting room. Um, mm. Whereas in Greek and Roman type of uh, worship, she her statue was there so that anyone could look upon it and worship it. Mm. Um, and it was very common to clothe her idol every day. So every day, the priests or priestesses would clothe the statue of Isis yeah. in like very fancy and nice garb and offer it food and drink to that honor, um, to honor her. And it was done every day. And I'm so into that idea. And I'm just like, am I going to make an Isis statue and then like a dope ass dress to put on it? Yeah. But then you have to make like a bunch of different clothes and they're going to be tiny clothes. Cause you're not going to make this statue so big as to be human size, which would yeah. be fucking creepy. Or um, cool. Or cool, but I, I'm gonna I'm putting my money on creepy. Um, and we got enough creepy shit in this house. Uh, I mean, you could. What if you did it like a like a paper doll? That's... Or if you did it the size of a Barbie, you could just use Barbie dolls. Oh my god, Barbie I could clothes. have an ISIS Barbie. That might be happening. Okay. Yeah. Um... You're welcome. I guess for that, it's mostly <laughs> gonna affect my life. So. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> plan. I was planning on making this stuff by hand, uh, and I got. Some you can make cool a Barbie doll ideas. by hand. I mean, yes, I'm just saying I was yeah. planning on making the clothes by hand and not buying them. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Isis necessarily wants to be you get like... A, you can get a Ken and like then put him in a box house. and throw him in a river and then take him out of that river and then cut some bits off and then just, like, put him deeper in a box. <laughs> yeah, make it weird. Keep, let's keep so, going with this. sometimes the statues of Isis would be taken on tour also, and the priests or priestesses would take the statue either out as part of a, uh, like, festival or take it to another temple so it could just, like, visit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in my mind, it's just a human-sized stone statue in the back of, like, a tour car sticking out of the sunroof. Yeah. And he's like, on the left, you can see that... <laughs> this ancient Roman house, uh, it's been mostly restored. And on the, on the right, we can see that we can see Congress or, you know, whatever the fuck. You know, like he's like a tour guide and it's just a statue and everybody in town's like, what the fuck is I was thinking here? more like screaming, like tween girls and like. Oh, like a rock Roxy. tour. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Where they just, they're like, they're like, everybody coming up next on stage and then the lights come up and there's just a statue in the middle of the stage and everybody's like ah! for like four hours yeah that's and then they're done they're like all right lights are going down guys fucking go home <laughs> stop making a mess here that's what i was thinking we know of. it was rock and roll yeah yeah that's what i was thinking yeah of. so um isis was worshipped and part of the part of the touring is because isis isis was worshipped throughout the mediterranean especially during Roman rule. And she was worshipped even as far as what we know today as Nubia, Syria, southern Spain, London, so Londinium, uh, and possibly even not in France. Not part of the Mediterranean. Londinium, not yeah. at all part of know, the Mediterranean. I know, I okay. know. But also, yeah, so, so <laughs> no, I don't need the to, Mediterranean. I don't need to be a map man, but Plus maps. Nubia, Syria, southern Spain, London and possibly even worshipped into France and what was then called Germania, but is now known as East Germany in the Czech Republic. Mm. So it is a wide swath that she was worshipped within. And you can really see how that probably helped her to kind of like take on all of these different aspects and names and all of that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. 
And as Christianity took over Europe and the Egyptian temple cults died out, the Temple of Isis at Philae in Egypt still had regular festivals all the way into the 5th century um, common era, well after Christianity was popular, but not quite as far as you can see the Christianity of Europe when we talk about like more Norse type of things. That's usually around like 800 or like 8th century common era. Um, but that made the temple of Isis at Philae the last fully functioning temple in Egypt. Not even just Isis temple, just temple in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's possible that it's possible that Isis also um, like being the mother and creator of the cosmos was a tie to her inspiring certain aspects of the Virgin Mary in Christianity and mm -hmm. Abrahamic religions. Um, and you can see a lot of, you can see a lot of that as it sort of goes on and she goes forward through history, you know, so mother of gods, queen of heaven, both things that are epithets for either of them, mm -hmm. as well as the iconography of nursing a child, whether like actually in the act of nursing or just holding a baby like you're going to yeah. nurse it, um, which, as I said before, was really rare outside of Egypt in ancient times. So it's very likely that Christianity, in order to gain additional followers, sort of pushed and pulled a bunch of things from either towards ISIS or from ISIS to gain new converts as well, which is not surprising based on other sure. deep dives yeah. that we've well, seen and, with other and, gods. And, and if, if, you think about, <coughs> if you think about it from an iconographical standpoint, um, it, it, there's, there's that like, look at this ancient painting and somebody's just like, this is a painting of ISIS. And they're like, secret time. It's not. It's a painting of some shit that we believe in instead. Yep. You know, or a statue or whatever, right? So, like, that that completely makes sense, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as far as worship, there's a lot of things out there about the mysteries of Isis, which is a cult. Um, and it like was... Like a real-life cult? Like a, like a right-now cult? Like a real-life cult, and I don't know about right now because mm. it's, like, one of those secretive kind mysteries of Mysteries of Isis. Not a great name for a cult, guys. It's a little, it's well, a little clunky. It would have happened in, in Greek... Uh, in Greece and in Rome, primarily. So maybe in it would Rome. have had a cooler. So name. would have probably like had a you know cooler sounding name. Isis Latin. Mysterium or some some vaguely Harry Potter sounding <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's Latin. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making fun Latin. of them. Latin. So um, there is a there is a. I was educated in America, <laughs> bitch. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> So there is a time in about the second and third century common era. So before this, like, Philae being the last temple, right? So Pre like, yeah. Philae. So like during Roman rule in about the second or third century CE, there were a lot of mystery cults of different Greek gods. Yeah. Um, there was the Eleusian mysteries, which was about Demeter and her search for Persephone, yeah. which kind of encompasses Persephone as well, as well as the Dionysus mystery cult. Yeah. Uh, and there were others. I'll tell you as what well. the mystery of Dionysus is. Somebody this right here. Of, he's holding up beer. Little, he's, little, he's got little, some booze. A little bit, a little bit of drinking. That's the yeah. mystery. So, um, what's the secret? Drink all the time. That's <laughs> that's my secret. So yes. these mystery cults were like pretty hot. I don't want to say all the rage, but they definitely sound like so they were all the rage with certain yeah, people. I, I, what I'm going to argue with is that um, esoteric mystery cults always are always all the rage throughout all of human history. We super love knowing shit, and we super love keeping shit secrets from motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just what that is, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
I mean, you're a Mason. So As a Mason. As a Mason. Secret cults <laughs> are very old. Um, you got it's 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 cool, man. It's rad. Yeah. Doing yeah. secret cult stuff. So like, why not? Yeah. Right. So because of because of ISIS taking on some of these like um, ideas of Greek and Roman gods, it's very not surprising that she had a mystery cult in in Rome. Um, and there aren't a whole lot of writings about this, but there is a novel called The Golden Ass. Yes, you heard me. Asp ass or ass? Like a donkey. Ah, okay. Um, or like a jerk. So there is a novel called The Golden Ass, and it was written in the second century common era by uh, Apuleius, who was a Numidian writer, and he lived in what is now northern Algeria and Tanzania, which is like northern Africa bordering the Mediterranean Sea, when it was under Mediterranean rule, or under Roman rule. And uh, this guy, Apuleius, he wrote this novel called The Golden Ass, and it's really the only source that describes these mystery cult um, procedures, initiation rites, as it were, in detail. The protagonist of this novel, along with a bunch of other things, experiences these initiation rites, and it's very symbolic of death and rebirth, and they included cryptic symbols, and you would do these at night, so it was like a darkness interrupted by like a bright light, so imagine somebody like shining a flashlight at you in the dark. And there would be loud music and noises and probably also having some like psychedelic um, type of drinks, um, you yeah. know, cannabis and frankincense and myrrh, as well as other herbs would typically be mixed yeah. together in a religious draught and drank to induce an intense religious experience. Uh, and we really Old, know, LSD, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know very little about these mystery cults and yeah these because sort of the like initiates aren't fun, supposed to discuss the details fun, they were like they were like like they were like all the rage to be part of a mystery cult back in those days okay so first of all the golden ass is uh the like subtitle is being the metamorphosis of lucius apuleius yeah which is gangster but uh the the book is actually the tale is actually called the metamorphosis of apuleius uh and augustine of hippo is the one who refers to it as the golden ass which means like maybe he had some beef that's what that sounds like to me um, or he was really into it, and he was calling it by like a colloquial name. Yeah, like a gangster name or whatever. But yeah, yeah so so it, the 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 works, um, the novel's true name is the Metamorphosis of Apuleius. Um, Augustine of Hippo is the one who who basically like like termed it as the Golden Ass, and it's the only ancient Roman novel in Latin to survive in its entirety. Yeah, singularly. It is the main one. Um, and, of course, the name of the protagonist is Lucius. So uh, this sounds this sounds pretty rad. This is... Uh, I'm going to put this on my list to read. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to... Yeah, I'm, gonna, gonna I'm definitely going to read this. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Boom. Yeah, so... Science. In, in the novel and in these cults, essentially the participants would dedicate themselves to Isis. And it was thought to guarantee that your soul could travel and be safe in the afterlife happily with Isis's help. So it would be basically like a like fast pass yep. <laughs> to the um, underworld. 
There are other more modern ways to celebrate Isis and Kemeticism or Kemetic Orthodoxy is a modern reconstruction of an ancient Egyptian religion that isn't solely based around Isis, but she is a participant in it. So there are things associated with that. So if you're interested in finding more about it, like like you would with Hellenistic religions and you would with the Olympians, you would want to look for Kemeticism or Kemetic Orthodoxy. Um, you can also look into the Fellowship of Isis, which is a very modern group, like dating from probably like the 70s, um, whose goal is to support and promote the idea of the divine feminine. And the Fellowship of Isis is really about like the promotion and less about the like person uh, it's like, more about the idea of the divine feminine yeah and less about isis herself but it does accept people who are aligned with other religions as well yeah. and they um i don't want to say boast but they say that they have people who are from all different faiths including catholicism and um people who are Jewish and Muslim and all of these different religions. Yeah, they're just, also they're just like cool they're this. just like cool cats doing cool cat stuff. Is yeah. what it sounds like. They're just like we don't we're not being we're not being we're not building barriers, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. just promoted divine feminine. Yeah. So if you're looking for ways to worship ISIS in a more traditional way or in a modern reconstructionist way, those would definitely be some of the ways you can go with it. But you can also look into more ancient ways of doing things, as well as celebrating the festivals that are related to ISIS. And in particular, there are like six festivals that are closely related to her. She was very popular very popular so the um even though we talked earlier about the egyptian new year being in september we're going to start at the beginning of our calendar and work forward yeah. in the months there. also six makes sense they live in a they live in a time of three seasons so that's two a season yeah right and like we have what 12 10 8 9 27 3 how many how many do we have of what? Festivals. Blots. Oh, oh, for, um, like, modern pagans, eight. Yeah, eight. So, yeah. it makes more sense, six. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> and eight. Yeah. Uh, they don't really break down into, like, three per season, but I see what you're going with. Yeah. <laughs> it's a concept, y'all. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, in February, February 5th to February 6th would be Heb Neket which is the Festival of Victory. And this is a feast that celebrates Isis' efforts to heal her son Horus and defeat her brother Set. So yeah. uh, part of the Osiris story that we didn't mention is that side of things. It's quite long, and we don't really have enough time in this podcast to do that, but yeah. we may talk more We'll probably about do that in our later. second Isis uh, yeah. thing. Also, just heads up, uh, this is Other Side of Border from your other side of equator right so um technically no it's not isn't it like like right on or just it below is basically right about yeah the, so the seasons yeah. are going to be like a little off from like if you're like north american it's going to be a little different yes right yes but not as different as you would think oh it's not it's not like australia different there's not yeah, I'm not and saying honestly, that. Even but if it's just were... it's a little out of sync with we're from Northern California, so like it's deaf out of sync. It's like equi the equatorial region 
is definitely out of sync with like the way that we perceive seasons. seasons. Yes, yes. Right. So for us, February fifth and sixth is a time where it's cold, it's cold and, and it's rainy. rainy. It's like good. It's good skiing times, isn't it? Uh, like early February, yeah. late January, I think is like best times for snow. Um, yeah, where we and in the southern hemisphere, that's like summertime. But you really want to think of this in ancient Egyptian terms as being similar to spring. Yeah, uh, like late spring is kind of what you're looking at there. So that's February fifth and sixth. Uh, the next one is Ploiophysia. Ploiophysia, or Navigum Isidius, which is the vessel of Isis, and that took place on March. 5th. And this honored Isis as being a goddess of the moon and the sea. Um, so we would be looking at Isis um, Pelagia or Feria yeah. with this one. And uh, boat offerings were very common. So this is one of those like taking her statues on tour. What is a fucking boat offering? So, that sounds like somebody's burning a boat. I, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So it was common for Isis's statues to go on tour, and what they would do is they would put it onto a boat or a barge, and uh, sometimes it was a full boat, and sometimes it was just a small model boat, and they would carry it from the temple to the nearest river or sea, uh, and it would be a parade and it was a party and there yeah. was a feast and there just was singing and, shit out there. and dancing and they would just float that out there. There is not... Did they recover these or rebuild these fucking statues? Um, they either let it go or they didn't let it go quite as far as ah, you would think. So it's just completely up in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's okay. not a okay. lot of information that we have I mean, I guess if you've got it. a great statue guy, then if you got yeah. like a good quality statue guy, he's got bottom, uh, bottom basement yeah. prices... You can't complain about burning a boat with a, well, with a statue on it, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been very boat. common to burn a boat back then because Whatever, of the resources needed for Hit it. it with a rock. But it was probably common for um, everyday people to fashion small boats out of reeds and have a, like a small, not statue, but representation of Isis yeah. carved or molded from mud maybe or something along those yeah. lines. Um, and it's thought that this might be an inspiration for Carnival, which is essentially a Christian festive season that has parades and feasts and costumes. Uh, and there's a lot of similarities that you can see with ancient Egyptian. Dude, we should totally go to Spring Lake and do like mud statues on reed boats. That yeah. would be gangster. So there's yeah. a lot of connections with the Egyptian, the ancient Egyptian and Greek and Roman festival of Pleiophysia yeah. uh, and Carnival as they currently celebrate it in Spain and in Portugal today. Yeah. Um, which is really, really fascinating. <laughs> Who's local wants to celebrate Pleiophysia 2022? Yeah, yeah. So um, the next festival takes us to March 20th, and that is Pelusia. And this is celebrating the birth of Horus. So this one is not all about her, but she gave birth to Horus, so she's part of this too. Yeah. Uh, and participants in this festival were sprinkled with water to be reborn and to get immunity from offenses to the gods. Um, and essentially this mimics the symbolic flooding of the Nile. So at this time of year, they're really getting a lot of rains. I don't want to necessarily say monsoon season because I am not an expert in Egyptian weather patterns. <laughs> if you Yet. are, tell us what weather happens around um, March 20th. But 
this would be uh, this 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 coincides with the this flooding of the season. Nile, yeah. and um, it is very possible and very likely that most people, if they could, used water from the Nile to sprinkle themselves to be reborn. In fact, it was a very high end thing for Roman worshippers of Isis to have water imported from the Nile and brought into them. Fancy boys always trying to be fancy about fancy yeah. water. It's just water, guys. Yeah. Dang. So this is another water type festival that you can use sort of that water aspect of Isis yeah. with. Yeah. But you can also use the the, the agriculture type. and the harvest side of things. So the harvest Isis is Renent. So Isis Renent. Uh, but Isis also had a particular name that oversaw the flood cycle, which was essential to the farming. And that was Isis Satis. Uh, and so you would be worshipping a, a few different aspects of Isis during this one. Yeah. Yeah. So next, this actually brings us to what is the closest festival to us right now when this podcast drops, which is on August 12th. And that's like Napsia or Amicicia, which is the fest, which is one of the lamp festivals for Isis. And this one is Isis's birthday. And uh, this one, what people would do is they would take her statue, they would carry it through the fields, and they would dress all of her statues with garlands and obviously clothing. We already talked about that. Um, and there would be nighttime sacrifices. And this one was very much a festival of harvest, but also for carrying for and honoring the dead because of Isis's funeral type of aspects there. And yeah. the aspects of Isis that you would use there would be a ment, and you would use a ket, and you would perhaps use fortuna or taiki. Um, you could also use keket or kut, um, and renent, and satis, and usert, which are all different varieties of Isis for a few different things. So it's pretty interesting the way that they have that going. So we're probably going to do something for Isis. Um, in like a week yeah basically yeah, like in a week uh and then the next festival is more of an underworld festival so you can see that there is some parallels between the seasons between the northern hemisphere and the southern uh, or in the equator type of place here because october 28th through november 3rd is really a a death festival this one is isia or Isia, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And this festival is all about Osiris's death and her mourning him and then bringing him back to life, as well as his journey through the underworld. Yeah. Even though that may have come a little bit later, that's what all of this is about, is her and death. So this would have been all of the death aspects of Isis, which really closely fall in line with modern pagan uh, sabbats uh, of the time, like Samhain. You can also look at festivals like Day of the Dead, where we're looking at Halloween. death, and we're looking at ancestor veneration, yeah. and we're looking at that like underworld thing as the nor northern hemisphere goes towards the darker part of the year. Towards fall, yeah. Yeah. In fall, it's October 30th, so like in fall. Technically in fall, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last festival is another lamp festival, and uh, it, the lamp festivals are sometimes they sort of cram those days at the end of a month, but sometimes they cram them at the end of the year. It sort of depended on how the solar cycle was going. So on December 21st through 25th, there is another festival, and I don't have a name for this, and that's because this festival was actually not mentioned in ancient Egyptian texts. So it was either a fairly modern, but still ancient, um, festival, because yeah. it was recorded in some or Roman texts. Internet. 
Yeah, maybe bad internet. Somebody wasn't into that festival. Somebody was like, I hate this one. Yeah. Uh, like, I, just... I have I have plans on August 12th. Can we push this to December? It doesn't work with my calendar. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, but also this Business. one may have come about during the Christianization of Europe because this festival between December 21st and 5th would, would honor when ISIS gave birth to Horus. And you can see the parallels there with christianity yeah well and the the standard birth to horse festival is like bloody march 20th it's palusia so yeah like yeah it's completely like you can see where like it might just be one of those normalized things or uh schedule sort of a things yeah but the march one also kind of coincides with a rebirth kind of aspect with christianity um, but I think that that one's probably, the December yeah. one is probably a much more modern piece. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We're back. That's I'm right. out of space. Something, something about that look on your face. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, okay. Uh, all right, well, uh, what's up next? Sh spell time. That's right. So we got some spells, we got spells. some correspondences. So these spells um, were written by us, so they don't have any historical connection to or traditional like, Egyptian Yeah, practices. they're not historical or traditional, but like we do, this is part of the thing. If you're new, uh, we, we always do like a couple of spells just to like add more to our practice. Um, often, more often than not, in fact, uh, they're written by us. Yeah. Um, based on like like what we know and what we've learned in our our individual practices, and we have a podcast about. Do we have a podcast about the difference between the way you and I practice? We probably have a podcast. Whatever, listen to all of them. It'll 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 be obvious. I don't know. Um, Do we? <laughs> I don't know either, man. Wow. Anywho, so yeah, like these are our thing that we're sharing with you, so we can all be more. Yeah. People. Yeah. So, all right, what's first? And so that you can kind of turn what we're turning into um, into something that you can use for your own practice. Yeah. yeah. If you have questions, just give us a holler. Um, you know, again, social media. Uh, if you're a patron or you want to become a patron and get the, uh, get the spells written out for you on Book of Shadows pages, then message me on whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. Discord. So, wow. We will Discord. start with um, with the invocation for ISIS. An invocation for ISIS. Yeah. So you can use this invocation for a variety of different workings. If you want to start working with her, um, like over time, or if you want to invoke her um, for something specific, this is what you can use. Mm -hmm. If you want to use kind of the aspects of her to inform your practice for whatever reason, go ahead and use these. Uh, this one. So. Here here goes. Isis, queen of heaven, she of countless names, I call upon you. Heal me when I am ill and mend my body if it is broken. Help me fulfill my divine fate and guide me when I journey to Duat. Guide me so that my harvest may be fruitful and my life full of love. Now from here, you can provide her offerings or do ritual work, meditate as desired, anything that you want to do there, you can certainly do. Yeah, the task, purpose, or reason, or effort for the invocation, right? So like you invoke, do some stuff, uninvoke. I don't know what the ending word for invoke is. Outvoke. Revoke. It's certainly not revoke. 
Yeah, no. Um, and I'm so, going to go without vacation. <laughs> so when you're done, you would then follow it up by saying, Isis, mistress of life, ruler of fate and destiny, I thank you. So that's your Isis invocation. Yeah. And next we have a spell for you. And this one was kind of an interesting one because it's a funerary spell. And we haven't done any sort of funerary spell. And it's actually quite hard as a pagan to find funerary spells. There's just not a lot out there. Sure, yeah. So this is a little bit more, a little bit more uh, like on our side. We have uh, different skills with regard to this kind of writing. Which works out nicely with regard to the writing, so. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, this helps to kind of normalize the idea of death, uh, because death, while it may be scary to an individual, is something that all of us must face, unless you're an immortal being or a vampire, in which case, hit me up, I'd like to be one too. Um, That's fair. But, um, you know, this can be done for pretty much anyone. Um, this is not meant to be sort of a, a eulogy or an obituary type of thing, although you can certainly change it so that it is, uh, but this is really meant to honor and basically and and kind of have that person who or entity who's passed out passed away near you um be taken care of so you can also probably do this one with pets if you were to um want to do that yeah so first you're going to light whatever incense and candles you like sense um number of candles color of candles or incense whatever it is you want to do and if you can't do incense and candles that's okay too skip it or yeah. do something S instead. Stay tuned for correspondences on correspondences that coincide with Isis for you to do this. Yeah. So once you have lit incense and candles um, to your liking, place a bowl with water in it on your altar. You don't need a lot of water. You don't necessarily need a big bowl, but you're going to want to place that on your altar. Yeah. Next, you will take a piece of paper, um, preferably a small one, and fold it into a boat shape. There's about a million ways that you can fold a paper into a boat shape. So rather than try to describe that to you through a podcast that is an audio format, I'm just going to say look it up on Google, Go Google that and shit, yeah. pick one that you like and or, do that. Or I'm going to make this suggestion, go with a raft. Just set a piece of paper into the water. I mean, if you want to do that too, that's totally fine. Um, you know, so one, so fold a small piece of paper into a boat shape and on this boat, write the departed person's or entity's name. Uh, and you can also, if you want to, draw a small picture of them uh, laying down in said boat. Yep. So once you have done that, Place the boat on the water in your little bowl and say, Isis Ament, guide and protect, name, uh, on their journey to Duat. Ensure their heart is worthy so they may have life beyond life. Allow them to see and learn all that there is, was, and will be. Grant them peace and rest. I ask this to the mother of all in her name, Isis, we beseech you. Or I beseech you again. Tense tonality, all of those things are are yeah. sort of relative, based on like uh, people. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've done that, you can continue to do any other ritual type work that you wanted to do, or offerings, or anything like that. Um, and you will leave the boat in the water until it sinks. And once you once it has done that, and you are done, you will then bury or burn the boat. Uh, I guess you can throw it away in the trash, too. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but 
I think getting rid of it in a ritualistic yeah. way probably helps with the grieving process a little bit more than just yeah. tossing it. If you're going to bury it, make sure the boat's out of biodegradable shit. If you're going to burn it, do it in a safe way. I, I, if you're new, this is new. If you're not, you've heard me say this however many episodes of podcast we have, 18 or something. It's basically every right. episode. Every yeah. time. Be safe and rational. If the paper you have is not the kind of paper that biodegrades, because, I don't know, whatever, it's like pretend paper. They make rock paper and shit, yeah. right? If it's like pretend paper, don't put it in the earth. Don't do that, right? Be responsible with it, right? If you're going to burn it, like, have a fire extinguisher around. Let's not... Let's not be assholes. Let's all be safe. Yeah. Also, if you decide to decorate the boat um, and you use, like, stickers, yeah. maybe don't burn it then. And also don't bury it because most stickers have plastic yeah. associated with yeah. them. You don't want to put plastic into if the If you need earth. a bigger boat, be smart about it. We are going to need a bigger boat. We're always going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. So, those are the spells, and we're going to move on to correspondences. Uh, so, we've already talked about what Isis is the goddess of, but I'm going to run through just the basic big points here. Uh, so, Isis was the goddess of agriculture, healing, love, motherhood, magic, and the sea. Yeah. And, like... And, like, moving, 50 other things. And, like, moving you on <laughs> in death and such yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, animals that are associated with Isis are cows, uh, kites, so, again, that's a bird, uh, pig, and scorpions, among others. Uh, for her colors, blue, red, and silver would be the most ideal. And for stones and crystals, bloodstone, emerald, lapis lazuli, moonstone, and turquoise. I say it different every time, and that's just how lazuli. I decided to say that. Lapis, lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli. How do you say lapis lazuli? Is it wrong? Do you say it wrong? Peer pressure. Uh, <laughs> I say it both ways. Uh, as for plants, uh, fig, Lazuli is an lotus. Lazuli is a gal uh, talks with her hands a lot. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> so for plants, uh, fig, lotus, myrrh, and vervain. Other similar deities are really those kind of like mother deities. So in particular, Aphrodite and Demeter stand out. Uh, as for foods, um, bread, honey, and milk are probably the most common. Yeah. And other miscellaneous things would be an onk, the knot of Isis. Sad onk. Uh, uh, yeah, a sad onk. With Brackets. Yet. Sad onk. Yeah. Uh, also the moon, ships, and thrones. Yep, her whole name means that. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are all pretty common ones. So this is just a brief listing of the correspondences because there are a lot of these things here. If you um, join our Patreon or if you are already a Patreon, thank you. Patreon. Um, yeah. And um, the full list of the correspondences is also part of the Book of Shadows pages. Yeah, the Book of Shadows pages. All the things that we went over, briefed. The spells in their completion. Correspondences in its completion. Um... So that's where you're going to get all that information from. And the, it's like nice graphics and shit in it or whatever. They're very pretty. Yeah. 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 Every time I make one, I'm just like, does this look stupid? Did I do something stupid? No, and then she's great. like, no, it looks great. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we go with. Um, as well as uh, I do cell phone wallpapers. 
that correspond that correspond with the yeah. with, uh, with the book of shadows pages mostly because i already made the assets and uh i'm one of those people that changes my cell phone wallpaper all the time so that's that's the main reason why i do it um so yeah that was the correspondences and the spells and the festivals and the story and the deep dive into isis yep um so thank you very much for listening. I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This is the yep. Horn and Cauldron podcast. And uh, if you would uh, be so kind as to leave us a like and subscribe and ring the bell and comment below if you're on YouTube and if you're on a podcast, like subscribe and leave us a review or whatever the thing <laughs> is called in your particular podcast network. If you're having to use an extracurricular podcast network to listen to us. Let me know about the one that you want to listen to it on so I can submit our our RSS feed to that so that way it works or whatever because I don't know about all of them. I only signed us up for the ones that I know about. And, um, yeah, if you want to support more uh, cool, witchy information like this as well as, like, our fun YouTube videos, we, we're going to make one that's a uh, fan cast for... The uh, uh, Greek gods yeah. that we keep, I keep putting off, but it's but it's good. We're gonna have a bunch of opinions. It's gonna be very long. Yeah, I don't yeah. apologize. Uh, it's worth it. <laughs> it's so worth it. It's we so much fun. We took a whole Sunday. Just yeah, we like... spent like a whole day going over this with very in-depth conversations slash sometimes arguments because of disagreements about the aspects of the god we're gonna uh, yeah. try to fan cast. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so if, if you want to support stuff like this. Um, support us on Patreon. We're NerdJive on Patreon. We're NerdJive everywhere. NerdJive is also, like, the main social media links, as well as, like, the YouTube video and all that stuff. Uh, Julie is at Goddess Jewels if you just want to bug her specifically. Although, she also gets all the information from the NerdJive stuff, so, like, do it wherever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, what are we doing next? We're gonna do Kitchen Witchery next time. Mmm, Kitchenery Witchery right there that's right yeah. one of my favorite types of magic yeah i yeah. love cooking i can already guess at some of the spells the uh, quotes <laughs> implied by my pause and tone um on those because uh yeah that's this is gonna be a fun one next yeah. week's gonna be uh or two weeks from now is gonna be a fun one next podcast is gonna be a fun one so that's right yeah, uh thank you for listening thank you so much yeah we will catch you guys next time and um stay magical folks yeah